0: Hello, you're listening to the Ambition Podcast. I'm Ellen Bucken, Insights and Communications Executive at AMBA and BGA. In this week's episode of the podcast, I'm delighted to welcome Krista Nieher. Krista is a personal branding and social media expert. I spoke to Krista about her new book, Launch Yourself, which is all about personal branding, but we also spoke about how to separate personal and professional on social media, but also in life. Finally, we spoke about how social media marketeers can keep ahead of the latest trends. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Could you tell me a little about yourself
1: and your career, please? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, So I started my career working at Procter & Gamble, which, you know, makes all the household brands that you use every day and is arguably one of the world's best brand marketers. And that's where I really learned all about sort of branding, marketing, etc. And then back in about 2007, I started running marketing for an internet startup. And that was the early, early, early days of social media and online marketing. And as a startup, we were able to experiment with all of those things. And so I really enjoyed using social media and digital channels in order to connect with customers and audiences. And so I really got involved in that aspect of it. And then after the startup sold, I started my company, Bootcamp Digital, which specializes in social Social media and digital marketing training and so for the last I don't know 15 years almost I've been helping businesses and individuals grow their results from digital marketing working with clients around the world. Amazing so what I want to speak to you today about is your new book
0: entitled Launch Yourself. For those who've not read it could you tell me a little bit more about this key theme of it?
1: Yeah, so launch yourself is all about personal branding. And what's interesting was, you know, when I had a corporate job, I never really thought much about my personal brand. I showed up, I did a good job at work, and then, you know, I wasn't really that worried about things. As I started to grow my visibility, and frankly, as social media became more important, I started to realize that people were forming opinions of me based on what they saw online. And So I started really thinking about my personal brand and specifically my online presence. And over the years, I really focused on growing it. And what was interesting was that I found that the principles that the world's biggest brands use to market are actually the same principles that individuals can use to market themselves. And so I got really sort of passionate about personal branding. And Launch Yourself is really focused on the proven methods that you can use to create and deliver a strong personal brand for yourself that attracts the opportunities that you want.
0: So for some of our listeners who might not know what a personal brand is, could you define it a little bit more and maybe give some examples of ways that you've seen people create their personal brands and achieve their goals through this branding?
1: Yeah, great. So, I mean, the personal brand is really, you know, there's a quote from Jeff Bezos, I think, that says your personal brand is what people say about you when you leave the room. And really, it's the reputation that you've built for yourself. And I've been doing more personal brand workshops with internal corporate groups. And one of the things that I always suggest people think about is like, what is the reputation you're building? Whether it's internal or external for that matter, if someone interacts with you, what would they say like, oh, Krista is great at X. And I feel like as business professionals, we kind of think that that happens automatically if we're good at what we do. So for example, if I am actually just good at something that that reputation will kind of magically be created and travel. But the truth of the matter is that you need to be deliberate about one, deciding what that message is, and then two, embodying it consistently to build that strong reputation for yourself. So really that's what personal branding is all about. It's about the reputation and impressions that you create for yourself. And I think as people think about personal branding, it's choosing to do that deliberately. So part of the reason I started teaching personal branding was because I took charge of my personal brand, to be honest, Uh, back in the day, people were looking me up on MySpace and my MySpace profile was like, I mean, I was in my mid to late 20s. It was pictures of social activities. And, you know, that's a part of my life. I wasn't so opposed to that, but that wasn't really the picture or the full picture I wanted to create. And so I started thinking about my brand really out of necessity. But what was amazing was, you know, I started writing about personal branding or writing about social media, sharing social media content on Twitter. And now when I step back and I look at all of these big achievements in my career, almost all of them I can attribute back to my personal brand. So for example, I wrote a dummies brand book and the way that I got that book deal was, you know, if I had wanted to write a dummies book and started pitching them, I would have been lost in a pile of a thousand people doing this. The way I got the deal was they had the idea to do visual social marketing. They saw I had been writing about it and asked me if I would be an author. So by writing about stuff I knew about, that opportunity came my way. And the same is true speaking gigs. The same is true, actually, the whole way I started my business even. Um, this was back in like 2007. I was, I was active on Twitter and, um, someone who saw me tweeting worked at uh, on a really large global brand. And he said, you know, we need a consultant to help us. Do you do consulting? And I didn't, I had never really done consulting, but of course I said, of course I do consulting. But, you know, he found me through Twitter and the stuff I was posting about. And that that really that opportunity with a big global brand right off the bat was what led me to believe, hey, I could start my own business if people like this would hire me. So, you know, really what I've seen is media appearances, speaking engagements, clients, all of the things that I would have set out to do, those opportunities came my way because I really focused on building a clear presence and amplifying it online.
0: I'd love to go back to what you're saying about MySpace and Although I I don't even know if that exists anymore. But my next question is kind of around that personal and professional line. How do you think people separate that or should they separate those two distinctive areas of life um, when they're posting online?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. And I think, you know, it's a little bit of a personal choice based on how you use social media, et cetera. But I think this idea of personal and professional being separated isn't realistic in terms of something that can be achieved anymore. So, first of all, you know, a lot of the stuff that you post is indexed by search engines and can be found. A lot of people don't fully understand their privacy settings. Or the privacy settings their friends use if their friends are taking pictures and posting stuff. So the idea that you can really separate it, I think, is less existent. But I think at the same time, you need to think about how do you proactively use your social networks in a way that furthers your objectives? So, you know, I've been working with businesses for many years on all aspects of digital. But something I constantly hear about is, you know, so-and-so posted this on their personal account, but they're friends with person Y who then showed it to manager X. Right. So, Generally speaking most of our lines are blurred between personal and professional and we have professional contacts in our personal networks right if you think about Facebook almost everyone has colleagues in their personal Facebook accounts or even if you walk down your Instagram chances are you have some co-workers there or potential future co-workers and you know one of the things that always comes to mind ages ago I was working with a marketing director of a a global nonprofit. And she was trying to hire and we were building a social media policy for the organization, but she had said to me, Krista... There's, you know, people don't understand the importance of their personal social media. And she said, there's a friend of hers who applied for the job she was hiring. And she said, honestly, normally I would have thought, oh, she'd be great. She has the right background, the right experience. And she said, but I'm friends with her on Facebook. And all I see her doing is complaining about her job and complaining about her boss. And there's no way I would want that energy on my team. And so this is a personal relationship. So this was a friend of hers, but she's in an opportunity where she could be hiring her now. And she's like, no way, based on the stuff she posts. So I think we need to really be cognizant of the fact that we are creating impressions everywhere. And the people we create impressions with could pop up in our personal or our professional lives. So you really need to think about that and how you really want to portray yourself, It's so true. When I was looking at your LinkedIn to kind of get some questions to ask you,
0: I thought that your take on like personal and um, professional work life balance was quite interesting and maybe more real than other people kind of set out to be. Um, And I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. So, I think work-life balance is a struggle and it's a personal struggle, though, in the sense that it means different things to different people. So I just got back at 2 a.m. yesterday from a month in Croatia and I posted a, a image on social media. I was working by the pool and I have two kids, four and five. They're playing in the pool. I can, you know, I can see them. They're having a great time and I'm catching up on some emails. I did. Workshops. I brought my full recording setup, my backdrop, everything, so I could have the same setup I have at home and do professional videos on the road. And what was interesting was when I posted about it, to me, this is balance, right? It's like, to me, this is the perfect balance where I'm kind of juggling things and fitting them into the places they best fit in my life right now. And that changes over time. You know, had you asked me this question five years ago, the juggle would have been different. But what's really interesting is I posted that and somebody commented and said, oh, you're such a workaholic. You can't even take a vacation. And it made me laugh because I thought, you know, first of all, I don't hate my job so much that I need to escape it. Right. Like how sad in a way that we have this idea that it's like, there's work, which we hate. And then there's life that we actually like, right? I think we all should aspire to getting those two ideas as close together as possible because average people spend so much time working. Why would you want it to be something that like, it is your life just based on how much time you spend doing it. So you ought to try and like it. Um, But secondly, to me, It's the perfect balance where I'm able to fit in what I need to fit in at the right times. And at the same time, I can spend extended periods with my family doing things that I enjoy. Or, you know, even if I didn't have a family traveling around. So to me, I think work-life balance is really about um, finding the balance that works for you and trying to engineer it into your life. And, you know, something interesting I'll share with you as we think about personal branding and everything else is when I posted this from Croatia, I was really apprehensive because... I'm doing workshops for clients that will see that I'm doing their workshops, like sort of from a extended vacation. I have meetings, you know, I kept my meeting schedule during those weeks. So I worked, you know, somewhere between three and five hours a day, depending, but I was a little nervous that my clients might think, oh, she's not really working or whatever. But the result was the opposite. They were like, how cool. It's great that you have everything worked out. No one was nervous or anxious that you know, I would have a Wi-Fi problem. So, uh, to me, that's what it's really about. And I think also from a from a personal branding standpoint, people are much more open to these types of things than they've ever been in the past. And so, I think we're really the pandemic kind of created that. But I think we're really at a cool spot where people are much more open and even like the idea of creating balance and juggling priorities. Absolutely, I love that idea of
0: you shouldn't be escaping from work. Um, it should be something that you love. I'm really interested to know, how do you suggest that marketing professionals keep up to date with the fast-paced changes in social media? It almost feels like there's a new kind of trend every day and different platforms to use, like TikTok seemed to spring out of nowhere and now it's a major social
1: media. So how do you keep up to date with all of this? It's interesting because, like, if I can just point out, right, you bring up TikTok, right? TikTok sprung up out of nowhere. There's so much happening so quickly. TikTok launched in 2016. That's five years ago, right? So I think there's this there's this incorrect idea that social media is changing so fast. What can you do? The tactics change quickly. So if I think from a feature standpoint, if you're a button pusher, like if you're an executor, there's a lot of changes happening, right? Oh, you can now do this type of ad. This audience targeting is different. Um, you can you know, go live from this platform. So I think on a tactical level, there's a lot of changes. But when I think of strategically, honestly, I feel like the world of social media changes a lot slower because if you're doing it right. So if you rely on hacks and tricks, yes, it changes quickly because... The social networks don't want you tricking them, right? So if you're like, oh, I'm just going to use 20 random hashtags to get more exposure on Instagram, that'll work for a while and then it won't. So you really need to stay on top of things if you're doing that kind of tactical hacky stuff. But if you have a real sustainable strategy, you really will find that it's more about adapting. Versus dramatic changes, because the two things that are not changing is one, your business goals and objectives, and two, the humans you want to reach and their interests. So if you are really focusing on your audience and giving them an experience and connecting with them in a meaningful way, whether you happen to do it on Instagram or TikTok isn't really the the most important thing, right? The most important thing is figuring out what do they care about? What's that intersection where they'll be interested in your content and it matches your goals. So I think First of all, it doesn't change as much as people think. I wrote my first book on social media marketing. It was called The Social Media Field Guide. I'm trying to look on my bookshelf for a copy so I can see when it was published. But I think it was published in like 2011, so 10 years ago. And I did a second edition maybe like four or five years ago, something like that. Maybe I need to do a third edition now. (laughs) If I were doing it now, I probably would add a section on TikTok, but you know, for the most part, you know, Twitter launched in what, 2006 or 2005, the way you use it and how you connect with customers hasn't dramatically changed. Sure. Now you can use videos, you can go live. There's all these other opportunities, but the nuts and bolts are the same. Facebook, you could argue the same LinkedIn. So my main point really is that the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? If you have a good strategy, it will last you for the long run, and you don't need to worry too much about all these small changes. That being said, if you are a social media practitioner and you really want to stay sharp, I mean, one thing I would say is on our blog, bootcampdigital.com blog, we do every month. So I read, um, I read many, many sites to stay up to date. And every month we publish all of the highlights of digital marketing news. So, you know, that's a good resource. So to round up, who do you think can benefit the most
0: from building their personal brand? And what would you say be the first things that they could kind of do to start building this brand?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I really think everyone can benefit from a strong personal brand. I really view it as an investment over your whole career. And really, you know, the first step is to sit down and think about what are some of the opportunities you would want to attract? It could be getting promoted where you are. It could be getting into a certain field. You know, whatever it is that you want, start thinking about those things, write them down. And really, your personal brand should be constructed to help you get those opportunities, right? That's the idea. But it is a long term investment because if you think of building a strong reputation, this is going to pay dividends for you again, 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 again. So the way that, I, you know, I've, worked on my personal brand for many years. There's some things I think I do well, other areas I could improve on, but I've been teaching personal branding now for close to 10 years. And so I have a lot of experience working with people, et cetera. And so the way that we frame personal branding is uh, define, design, deliver. And this is like the formula we use for the book. So designing your personal brand is really about stepping back and thinking about what do you want to achieve? And sort of at a high level, what do you want to be known for? So what what should somebody think of when they think of you? And the more simple and specific that is, the better. The second step is designing your personal brand. So now, okay, I know I kind of want to be known for this because here's what I want. Now I say, well, how do I package this in an attractive and desirable way? And this is where we think of things like your personal brand statement, your mission statement, the things you really want to sort of start to come out as a part of your personal brand. And then the last part of your personal brand is delivering, which is how do you consistently bring your personal brand to life and amplify it so that other people can sort of be exposed to it and you can then attract the opportunities that you want for yourself. And so this is, you know, presuming face-to-face comes back to life, but this could be face-to-face at networking events, or it could be at... You know, the way you build your presence online, both of those are kind of equally valid examples. But, you know, what I always think about one of my favorite examples of when I realized I needed to do a much better job was shortly after I had started my business, I was speaking at a conference and I was with a friend of mine. And, you know, we were networking, he was introducing me to his friends, because he's been speaking at this event for years. And it was my first time as a speaker. So he was introducing me to people. But, you know, I had this moment. So if I would meet someone, and they were like, oh, hi, you know, who are you? I'd be like, oh, I'm Krista. And I do social media. That's literally probably what I would have said with like, you know, yeah, hi, this is what I do, right? And, you know, no one seemed that interested. I was kind of struggling to find my place. Then I'm with my friend and we go up to a group of people he knew. And he was like, hey, guys, let me introduce you to Krista. She's a former Procter & Gamble executive. And she's a leading authority on social media. If, if you seriously, when it comes to social, there is no one better than her. She actually created one of the first business accounts on Twitter. And, What was funny is like, so he introduces me this way and all of a sudden everyone's like perked up and like interested in me, right? And it's not to say your goal is for people to be interested in you, but you do want to have an impression, right? You want to build a reputation that is memorable and interesting to people. And so I really had this moment where I was like, huh, I've been walking around this place saying, I do social media. This guy introduces me and everyone's like, oh, wow, you're such a shiny and successful person. Let me learn more about you. And so, you know, I can't carry this guy around everywhere with me. So how do I do that myself? And that's really what bringing your brand to life is about, whether it's online or in person, it's really about figuring out how do you on your own, build this reputation that you want, highlight the right features in your background so that people are taking you seriously and seeing your credibility and what you bring to the table. And that's what delivering your brand is all about. It's about how do you really bring it to life in a meaningful way that attracts interest. Um, And that's true, whether it's online or offline, you could argue the same thing about LinkedIn or any of these other tools. So In terms of getting started, uh, one, you always can pick up the book. It walks you through all of those steps. Um, But two, you know, just think, define, design, deliver. What is it you want? How do you make yourself sort of attractive? And then how do you amplify that and bring it to life online and offline so that you're breaking through the noise and people are remembering you and interested in working with you?
0: That sounds like a great tip um but thank you so much for being on the podcast Unfortunately, we're running out of time now but um it's been really interesting and thank you so much for bringing such practical tips
1: to the table yeah absolutely thank you so much for having me it's been a real pleasure thank you to krista
0: for being on the podcast make sure to pick up a copy of her latest book launch yourself at any good bookstore If you'd like more thought leadership, head to www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition and make sure to subscribe to the Ambition podcast on your favourite platform to keep up to date.